Good morning for Monday, January 31, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. In today's headlines, opposition rallies around critic to press for Mubarak's departure. Protest old guard falls in behind the young in Cairo, and also Kabul bank losses heighten concerns of financial panic. In today's national news, gazing afar for other earths and other beings, and election bumps for Emmanuel in Chicago. In today's financial headlines, Wikipedia eyes gender-skewed contributions. Inflation in China may curb the U.S. trade deficit, and unexpected unrest in Egypt unsettles the financial markets around the globe. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story written from Cairo. It's titled, Opposition Rallies Around Critic to Press for Mubarak's Departure. Reported by Anthony Shadid and David Kirkpatrick. Egypt's powerful Muslim Brotherhood and the secular opposition banded together Sunday around a prominent government critic to negotiate for forces seeking the fall of President Hosni Mubarak as the army struggled to hold a capital seized by fears of chaos and buoyed by euphoria that three decades of Mubarak's rule may be ending. The announcement that the critic Mohammed el Baradai would represent a loosely unified opposition reconfigured the struggle between Mubarak's government and a six-day-old uprising bent on driving him and his party from power. El Baradai, a Nobel laureate and diplomat, could serve as a consensus figure for a movement that has struggled to articulate a program for a potential transition. It suggested, too, that the opposition was aware of the uprising's image abroad, putting forth a candidate who might be more acceptable to the West. El Baradai defied a government curfew and joined thousands of protesters in Liberation Square, a downtown landmark that has become the epicenter of the uprising and a platform for the frustrations, ambitions, and resurgent pride of a generation. Today we're proud of Egyptians, El Bardai told throngs who surged toward him in a square festooned with banners calling for Mubarak's fall. We have restored our rights, restored our freedom, and what we have begun cannot be reversed. El Bardai also criticized the Obama administration, as Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton delivered the message via Sunday news programs in Washington that Mubarak should create an orderly transition to a more politically open Egypt, while she refrained from calling on him to resign. That approach, El Baradai said, was a failed policy eroding U.S. credibility. It's better for President Obama not to appear that he's the last one to say, President Mubarak, it's time for you to go, El Baradai said. The tumult Sunday scene perched between a vision of anarchy offered by the government and echoed by Egyptians fearing chaos against the perspective of protesters that the uprising had become a popular revolution. The military, Egypt's most powerful institution and one embedded deeply in all aspects of life, reinforced parts of the capital Sunday. It gathered as many as 100 tanks and armored carriers at the tomb of the unknown soldier, the site of President Anwar al-Sadat's assassination in 1981, which brought Mubarak to power. The United States said it was organizing flights to evacuate its citizens on Monday, and the U.S. Embassy urged all Americans to consider leaving as soon as they can safely do so. 
driven by instances of looting, it was clear that many feared the menace could worsen and undermine the protesters' demands. At first the words were right, said Abu Sayyid al-Sayyid, the driver. The protests were peaceful, freedom, jobs, and all that, but then the looting came and the thugs and thieves with it. Someone has to step in before there's nothing left to step into.'